When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher time and time again. Through the years you'll find a seat. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. I've got I got an old veteran to the podcast back on here. Got John Kennedy back on here, and I got Grant Felton. Did I say your last name, Grant? Yes, sir. All right, Grant's a new one, so he's a new victim here. We're gonna drag him through the drag him through the coals here and make him not want to come back next time but uh no i'm just kidding we're gonna have a good conversation about what's going on and and see what's happening out there from the eyes of the guys out there in axon so grant let's start with you first talk a little bit about where you cover at and uh kind of what your background is uh so i cover pretty much all the plains missouri kansas colorado south dakota montana wyoming pretty much where I live at South St. Louis, everywhere west in a diagonal. And gotcha. I pretty much live on the wrong side of my my territory. It makes for a lot of driving, a lot of traveling, but that's okay. I don't know. Yep. Yep. And that's a uh that's a cool part of the world that you're that you're covering out there in the up there in the the mountains and in the high plains and stuff. It's cool. It's a really neat part of the United States. So well great, glad to have you on here and we'll look forward to uh learning a little more about what you see and happen out there. 
We got John Kennedy. John, how you doing, man? Doing bro- doing good, Casey. How are you? Not too bad, man. How's things down in Louisiana? Hot. Hot? Hot and humid, brother. That's yeah. not normal. That's pretty just that's a Tuesday, right? In in Louisiana. Yeah, we yeah, I consider it hell on earth if you really <laughs> want to know the truth. <laughs> I knew a guy. But I was I was out in Texas this week down in the valley. Oh man, there you go. Yeah, man. It, they got it really bad down there. One day I looked in the on the the uh, thermometer on the vehicle I was driving, it was 113 real feel. So yeah, that was a heat index. So yeah, that's one of those people down there in the southern part of the state. They got a good tan down there. Yeah, yeah, for for good reason. Yeah, for sure. Now I've got a friend of mine who lives in Mississippi, and he tells me, you know, it's I know I know hot because I know I saw the devil sweating the other day. So he, it was uh, it, that's a that's a different kind of heat in that part of the world that I don't necessarily like to visit this time of the year so it's uh you can keep it down there john it's that's uh that humidity and that heat is not anything i want any part of man yeah it's pretty rough man yeah well john let's talk a little bit about what you see happen out there in the world we've got um some spare stuff going on we got pre-harvest discussions starting to take place um we got some crazy scenarios with weather that we see happening out there. We see some very dry spots uh, in areas that were very wet uh, a year ago, and we see some really wet spots that were dry a year ago. So I guess, John, in your travels, what, what, are, you, what are you hearing from your customers? Well, pretty much here in the southeast, you know, we get product in the ground, seed in the ground pretty quick down here. Sure. In fact, we had some guys get some seed in the ground really early. Uh, it actually came back and bit them this year. Frost kind of freezing the frost came through and kind of wiped them out on some corn. So they had to do some replanting. But for the most part, the crop looks excellent. All the dealers that I'm talking to, uh, the the growers that I'm talking to down here in the south, everybody's really, really satisfied with the way the corn and the beans are looking. Uh, futures on cotton right now don't look great, but yeah. there's still a lot of cotton grown down here. I would like I said, I was in the valley, uh, Texas Valley this week. Got a lot of Milo getting ready to be cut, have some corn down there, just getting ready to be cut. Um, the cotton did look pretty rough because they're not getting any rain. A lot of cotton was wilted down in that, that part of the world. But the farther north I came, the crop actually did look better. But uh, I haven't been, you know, far southeast. Uh, I will be going down there in the next couple of weeks in that uh, Georgia, Florida area. But, you know, down there, they farm pretty much year around the further south that you go. But yeah. um, for the most part, man, it's just been dry, hot and dry. Some parts of the Texas Panhandle, Oklahoma, over the course of the past couple of weeks, have seen some rain that they were desperately needing to uh, help with the hay and stuff up in that part of the world. But um, for the most part, man, it's it's just been hot and dry. Yeah. Yeah, and I, that's, that's the same story I'm hearing about everybody. And you talk to anyone out there and you see the same thing, you know, uh, Grant, where you're at in the neck of the woods, you're kind of middle of that that hot and dry uh, drought that gets getting all the all the attention. So I guess talk a little bit about what you're seeing out there in your neck of the woods. Well, yeah, I'd say it's probably only getting attention because that's everyone's worried about it and they won't be able to afford their king ranch, only be able to get a lariat this year, kind of thing. Just, <laughs> you know, only won't won't get that two fifty bushel, only gonna get two hundred kind of thing. But yeah, I think it'll be all right. I mean Start the year started off kind of Missouri, the northern Missouri, Iowa, Illinois. We had them cold snaps, so some guys pushed it, some didn't, and then it just dried up, you know. And then it's 
been a slow go ever since. We've gotten a few rains here and there. Um, I drove through that southeastern Iowa. looks awful. Um, I don't know about Illinois. Uh, Kansas, northern parts looking okay for wheat. Um, pretty much southern parts going to be junk, I'd say. Yeah. But Montana, they're doing okay. Um, I just talked to a guy today up in Great Falls, said some of the heads are about the size of his thumb. So that's going to be awesome. They're going to have a good year. And yeah. South Dakota, I think they – they're about done. It got pretty dry there, just like with everyone else. But I think they've caught some rains, and yeah, I think it's going to be all right. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it just seems like the the further west and further north that you get, um, things really start to clean up. And take a look at a state like Colorado, where um, so much of what they've got going on there is just they're not even in the drought monitor. It's all the way. I mean, they went mm-hmm. from having epic drought last year to. It's just there's nothing on the drop monitor form. So it just shows that change and how fast things can change and what that impact looks like when it when it does make those differences and change. So it's uh gonna be an interesting year for sure, especially looking at what's going on with crop prices and and you know different different news that are coming out there. So there's a lot of, a lot of crazy things happening out there. All right, John, let's do this. So we're we're this kind of time of the year where guys are really starting to kind of assess what they've got going on. Uh, what they're looking at. Um, they've kind of gotten a rough idea of where they're going to be at, um, starting to make some plans for the fall, what that looks like as far as updating equipment <clears throat> and uh, looking at that year in, what they might have for p- potential tax issues and those kind of things. So I guess as you're working with your dealers and you're out there talking to them, what are you hearing right now as far as uh, demand goes and, and how folks are taking a look at what they're, what they're looking at as far as upgrading equipment? Well, uh, I'll be very honest. I've had a very unfortunate turn of events over the course of the past month. I had some really good quotes to some of my stronger dealers uh, on some equipment deals that they had had going, and um, several of them fell through. Yeah. And Casey, there's just a lot of uncertainty out there right now. Yeah, there is. You know, think if guys are thinking that they they need to spend some money right now, but it's it's like they want to hold off. Yeah, they want to see what they really want to see what harvest is going to come out looking like. Yeah. Um, you know, interest rates are up. You know, I think interest rate interest rates on used equipment is hovering around seven and a half percent right now. Right. So, guys, you know, I talked to several of my used dealers, and they said people just aren't going to spend that. You know, they're not going to spend money when they're having to pay that kind of interest, so they're just holding off. Right. You know, anything, any anything, and everything new. For the most part, in the larger equipment side, it's pre-sold. You know that's. Sure. Uh, but as far as you know, any extra inventory on large equipment, I don't see many people spending that much money, especially on the weekend. The weekend farmers, the hay guys, the the hobby guys that, that buy these these uh, fifty to say 100, 120 horse tractors, unless those guys are that group of clientele. Unless they're making money with that equipment, they're not, you know, just your little hobby farm on the weekend. These guys are not spending any money right now. Yeah. So for the most part, all the dealerships, you know, every dealership has a small to medium ag sales guy and then large ag. But those small to medium uh, size sales guys, they're they're struggling right now, man, because, you know, the everyday Joe who had that extra five to seven hundred a month discretionary money to go buy my tractor. Uh, you know, just the way the economy is right now, that discretionary money is gone. Yeah. 
And uh, that's what all these sales guys are telling me that just on that smaller stuff, the phone's not ringing and people just aren't walking in the door. So for the most part, I think the, the large ag guys, yeah, they probably have to spend some money. Here in the South, they got bit last year, man, because we were so wet during harvest. I'd say probably 75% of our bean crop here in the South got wiped out last, last yeah. year because, because of all the rain. We got started up pretty wet. Yep. So that that bet a lot of them in the backside right there. So, you know, from what I'm hearing, the people that you would normally think would be spending money this year, they're kind of gunshot right now. So they're yep. they're holding off right now. Yep. And that's that's a similar discussion I've heard with guys, especially when you're looking at, at some of the older youth stuff in in, in the, the southeast and and up in, into the uh, uh, the central, you know, what do you want to call the central grain belt there, you know. And, just because everyone's kind of on on eggs, you know, pins and needles here a little bit, trying to decide what they're going to do and what things are going to look like. You know, Grant, are you seeing something similar in your area of customers you talk with? Exact same thing. You know, the they tell me the guys, people aren't just walking in off the street with a pocket full cash buying track the smaller series no more. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys are going to smaller series deers for their sprayers, which makes me kind of wonder in the future what the Use market because use market's pretty strong for that smaller series stuff for the small farmers. I mean, those there's large numbers of those guys, so it's kind of makes you wonder what the trickle down on that is going to be. Because when uh, you know, a Haggy's like 250 grand more than the biggest series six or four mm-hmm. series deer, I mean, it makes you just makes you slow down a little bit. No, yeah. yeah, when you're looking at uh, used equipment, some of that one year old stuff that we saw, you know, that really took off and ran, there's going to be some some uh you know situations where you have to take a hard look at what you're doing there and, and what those things look like but you know i think at the end of the day when you're looking at at the overall um aspect of some of the stuff uh it, it's going to be interesting to see how how things turn and, and how you know you hear a lot about these upgrade kits and those kind of things that are coming out and there's new upgrade kits every manufacturer's got an upgrade kit for about everything now and and there's new levels of technology that you can add to those things so it'd be interesting to watch how that that transition takes hold and what does that look like uh moving forward um one and two year old stuff i think is going to be concerning because it always is i mean it's not like this is anything new you sit there and you and you play the the one and two year old game and and you look at where things are and how things are going (laughs) ultimately at the end of the day it comes down to really having a a good plan of what you're going to do you know same thing you guys do you know You got to know who you're going to call on, what you're going to call them about when you get there. And uh, I think a little bit of that art has been has been lost along the way here over the last 10 years just because of the way things have been. <laughs> um, as you're looking at, at how, how deals come together and the progression of things, um, it, it's just a different scenario than what has been in the past. And uh, this, especially right now, this is a, a lot of this stuff is... Um, it's it's uncharted territory, you know. And you start looking at some of the prices on the stuff, new or used. Um, it's just it's just a whole new thing and a whole new ball game, and and trying to figure out how to put those pieces together is getting to be harder and harder. Um, and that's probably not even the right way to put it. It's not harder. It's just just yeah. requires more planning, I guess is probably the best way to put it, and more data and those kind of things to come into play as you take a look at those things. So, John, when you're when you're out driving around right now. What are a couple of the key things that pop up that are some of the driving factors behind what you've talked about? Well, the main thing I, whenever I talk to people, you know, 
like I said earlier, there's just so much uncertainty right now. You know, guys are trying to stay positive, but to be to be quite honest, you know, I just let them know that we're there when they need something. Mm-hmm. You go out there and try to start pushing product. You know, I'll mention some deals like we got some sprayer deals on some on some certain sizes. You know, I'll mention that. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. You know, we've got some we've got some large earth moving tires that are on special right now. But generally, just get out and not really pushing product, just visiting with these guys and just listening to their issues. You know, a lot of times they they want they you know they want to punch it back. You know, they want to they want to let it out on people. And so I think that's a role that you know I'm playing right now. It's just lending an ear to these guys and letting them vent. Whatever they don't want to talk about, that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, and um, because. You're right. It's a different dynamic out there right now, man. We're seeing things we've never seen before. I mean, there's always been ups and downs. I've, I've talked to guys that's been in this business 30, 40 years, and they've always said that the the ag business, the farming industry is like a roller coaster. It's had many highs, many lows. Mm-hmm. Kind of in that low right now, but it's but it's it's nothing like it's a low off of nothing we've ever seen before. It's just a totally yeah. different dynamic right now. Yep. And people are kind of, you know, sitting there with their hand on the hip, their hip scratching their head, wanting to know what in the hell is going on right now with all this. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, how do you approach them about that? Yeah. You just ask how things are going and whatever they want to talk about. But that's what we talk about, man. Yep. Yep. That's, you know, listen to what they're saying. Because what they're telling you, they're telling you a problem. And you got to figure out the problem for them. If you figure that's that right. out. That's right. Not to push product. Your product sells itself. So, yeah. Yeah. Just let them know, you know, if they do feel that they need to spend some money, we're, we're going to try to save them as much money as they're possible. Yep. Grant, when you're out talking to you guys, you're hearing a similar story, same kind of thing, or, you know, just looking at just different than what you've seen in the past. I think the uncertainty is more pushing for everyone making a more informed decision. Right. Rather than just, who's got it in stock kind of thing. Right. Everyone's, you know, looking at, we're focusing more on footprints and okay, this is, this costs this. Well, you get a better footprint with that or, you know, what's this going to do for my trade-in kind of thing. Everyone's more focused on making informed decisions is that I think it's kind of more pushing back to that and just not just accepting this, this is what I got. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing too, is that I think some of this, I think a lot, and this is just my opinion, I think a lot of the stuff where people are scratching their head, wondering what they're going to do and those kind of things, we just came off of a 24 month, 30 month period where if you had it, you sold it and you made good money on everything you sold. And I had a conversation a couple months ago with a guy that was worried about a certain segment of his, of his machine population that he had as far as used equipment goes. And I said, really? Well, how long, how long have you had this stuff in your life? Well, I mean, I've had this stuff in my life for about a little over a month now. And I, I mean, it's just not moving. I'm like, man, come on. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, 10, you know, two years ago, three years ago, having something on your lot for a month and selling it, you doesn't home run. You did a great job. And now you had on your lot for a month and a half, you know, you just, I think some of the perception of how fast things had moved and now what it's moved to, which is probably back to normal now. Um, is 
the same, and we're kind of back to the same situation what we saw back in 2018, 2019, where, you know, we got to be creative with what we're doing, think about what we're doing. Um, guys saying no, because what's, you haven't really given him anything to think about yet. You know what I mean? Like, are you, are you making my, you know, first guy looks at his note and says, I mean, I got two and a half interest, two and a half percent interest on this note over here. And you want me to, to buy something different at seven and a half percent interest. And it's, you know, almost twice as what as much as it was when I when I got the same thing last time. So now you gotta start having those conversations about what's it look like and how you make those payments look and how do you structure things. And you just have to be considerably more creative than we have had to been in the past, you know, two and a half years. You know, so I think that's a I think that's one thing that that's driving some of this thing. And another thing too is just some real world factors. I mean interest rates are something that people are saying. Inflation is a something else that we're saying. And and then we've got, you know, where we see um um, you know, input costs haven't necessarily, they've come down a lot from a lot from what they were two years ago, a year ago, but they're still, still pretty elevated. You know what I mean? You still break evens at, at four and a half to four seventy five, depending where you're at two years ago, it might've been three fifty three seventy five. So different break evens and those kind of things are starting to, starting to play out in that too. So there are some real world factors that are causing some issues, but I, my personal opinion, I think some of this is just, Man, the last one of these things we sold, we sold for, and you know from lots from farm to farm, and I made a bunch of money. And now it's, it's been out there for you know a couple months or thirty days or whatever. And man, I don't, I don't have anybody interested in it. Well, maybe you don't, maybe you do, but I think back to your point, Grant. Like you made a great point there that people are really making a lot more informed decisions now than they were. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. non-farm income's not there that was there this time last year because there's not the you know, the COVID money and the different CFAP stuff and those different things that are coming into play, you know, they just don't have that influx of cash like they saw before. So it's, it's a little bit of everything. I think making some, yeah, of these we get some random trade war pop up and corn drops to $4. It's we're going to be doing some thinking. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, John, let's, let's, let's jump back and take a look about this. So we're, we're moving into harvest that time of the year, your guys down, especially down South are probably a, right about that time for them to start really pulling those triggers and start doing that probably 30 days away from really doing some hot and heavy harvesting. If you're looking at doing some upgrades to your combine or, or whatever it is that you're working with, uh, as far as tire goes, what are some of the things that you're going to, should people should be ready for right now, this time moving into in that time frame? Well, every year, you know, around harvest time, we go into hurricane season. Sure. And if anybody's been watching the weather, we've got two fronts that came off the tip of Africa out there yep. in the, the southern Atlantic right now. So the main thing that I would just recommend that people do is that here in the south, a lot of people want flotation tires and tracks. You got track machines and then you get floater track combines, floater combines. And, you know. My, my recommendation to people who do not have floats or tracks, you know, give me a call if you have any questions, because 90% of the time, nobody is thinking about preparing until it's too late. Right. You know, yep. they find out, you know, within four or five, well, within a week, we're going to get bombarded with rain and they need to be out there cutting corn or cutting beans. So that is really what I would focus on more than anything is getting prepared. If you need to spend any money, guys, 
Find them, spend it on floats, spend it on tracks, even your track machines. A lot of these guys that buy track combines, they never address the rear of the combine. You know, they think, well, we're going to be able to get out there and get our product out regardless with this track machine. But guys, if it gets nasty, yes, you're able to get out there and get your product out. But if you don't address the rear of that machine, you're going to tear, tear your field all to hell and back if it right. gets nasty. And that costs a lot of time and money and wear and tear on your machinery trying to fix all that damage. So just flotation tires. That's, that's my biggest thing. Go ahead and invest in a set of floats for the front, for the rear. And just remember that is, it is an investment. It's not a one, to, you know, it's not something you're going to spend every other money on every other year. I've got guys who've been running the same set of floats for over 10 years. Right. They have more than paid for themselves. So any upgrades, me personally, that, uh, Flotation tires on grain carts. You know, if it gets nasty, you want that grain cart to be able to stand up when it's when it's muddy. So yep. here in my part of the world, flotation. That's that's what I would focus on. Yep. So Grant, when you're your guy, I mean it's, it's a different area, different soil types and those kind of things. What are your what are your points there for harvest as you look at those those tire situations? Mm, just looking at what kind of problems you got, because you know, across Kansas, across Colorado, you know, you get them pockets of that big sandy stuff. And there's just different options for every different soil type you can do. And it's it's my first year going into harvest selling tires. So it's a ex learning experience for me. So we'll see all what it goes through because, you know, being where I grew up, small farmer, we didn't worry about tires unless you got a deer antler in it or something like that. It was couldn't afford that fancy stuff. <laughs> Right on. Right Just on. have the co-op come out and spray it. Let them worry about it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Pull that trigger. That's right. All right, guys. That's good stuff. Um, before we go, John, any final thoughts about what we see happening out there? Just, you know, I ask it everybody to keep their heads up it, it, everywhere. Anything from the grower themselves to the equipment dealers. Um, there's a lot of. There's a lot of uh, heavy heads out there right now, and mm -hmm. this day too shall pass, man. We, we're going to get through it. There's a lot of weird things happening out there that we've never seen before, but we will get through it. And just keep in mind that uh, Grant and I and the rest of our sales team, we're there for you guys. You know, if you have any questions, concerns, you know, we do more than sell stuff. We answer questions. So. Just feel free to reach out to us with any questions or concerns that you have. Right on. Grant, any final thoughts before we close things down? Uh, going into that, too, what John said, um, even today, with there's a bunch of turnover, new salesmen, have them give me a call. They got any questions here to help because I've had a lot of a lot of dealerships. You know, you go talk to the manager. You know, he's like, I got two new salesmen on. We just had a lot of turnover. People are retiring because they're getting out of oh, yeah. all this stuff. And yeah, just shout. Yeah. I'll be more than happy, happy to answer some simple questions or because someone getting into it, they just don't know. Yep. Yep. All right. One of my favorite parts of doing this podcast is that there's always that that free giveaway. And Miss Page could make it on here to, to give us the uh, the pitch on what it is. So I got it. I've got it right here. And let me share my screen real quick if I can get it up. There we go. Share. It is this uh, Axon Stanley Cup, and it's the same one that if you got one last last month, sign back in again and get another one. It'd be get two, one for you and one for your wife, 
or one for your wife and one for your husband, however you want to, however you want to do that. So check that out, get those coming. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, you send an email to marketing at axontire.com and they will get your information there and you still mail you one out in the, uh, in the, uh, in the mail there it comes in. And uh, I did get one of these first one of these. So I always forget to sign up till the next time comes around, but I did sign up for one of these because I don't think you can have too many insulated cups at your house. So I like to uh, have as many of those as I can. So real quick, so I, I pulled this up too. Uh, John, if folks want to reach out to you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I got you. Uh, right there we go. Get me on my mobile, 515-204-7170 or by email at john.kennedy at axontire.com. Right on. And Grant, there's your stuff there, but is there is there another way you want to have people reach out to you? Same thing. Just keep in mind, leave a message because Wyoming and Montana and South Dakota, there is junk phone signal. So make that sure you true. leave a message because I won't even know you called sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I live out where I'm living out here in Nebraska. You get a voice phone rings and the voicemail comes about 45 minutes after the. After oh, the yeah. I just call, had so. a guy in South Dakota. It's been a week and he called me. He's like, it just showed up. I was like, dude, I called you a week ago, man. Yeah. That's a pretty common experience out here. So, well, fellas, I appreciate you being on the podcast. I look forward to seeing you guys in Nashville uh, at the Moving Iron Summit, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch up then. Sounds good. Thank you, Casey. Right on. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast. Check the video version of this out over on the YouTube channel, which is the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. Go to Moving Iron LLC for everything Moving Iron related and take advantage of Axon's special deal, which is uh, get $50 off of your Moving Iron Summit registration when you sign up. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Grant and John. Let's go with some iron, folks. Out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardware.